Yo, 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 and welcome to another episode of Sports Talk. You're here with Mitchell Gambin on the Hustler Press Play Airways. Thank you for tuning in for another week. Thank you for tuning in last week, the week before, the week before that. It's been extremely exciting to see the numbers. It's been extremely exciting and a lot more fulfilling to hear the words of people saying you're doing well. Um, the constructive criticism has been extremely helpful and th- and welcomed and appreciated because it has made me do what I do better and I still think I've got so much to learn and so many ways to grow however I appreciate every single word or the love or the appreciation or the honest feedback I've loved it thank you everyone for always being open and honest with me about it I hope I can create that create that environment where you can give me feedback and I would be absolutely excited if you would send through hustler instagram dms saying do this better sports talk mitch on sports talk do this better on hustler online do this better on hustler daily etc we're all welcome to that i'm talking about me more now so because i want the like the boys will say their piece but i love that feedback i want that constructive criticism i know when it's not coming from a place of malice and i can veto that i don't need you to be soft about it i want that fucking feedback i want that smoke as long as it's coming from a place of love i will take any deep motherfucking constructive criticism so thank you so much i'm pretty sure you can hear the intensity and passion in my voice thank you so fucking much for everything um by the time this comes out we would have let you guys know that we have hit a thousand over a thousand downloads on all our podcasts that is very fucking exciting i can't fucking wait and i'm swearing so fucking much so sorry to every fucking family member i have that listens to this (laughs) i'm joking sorry to all the people who don't like the swearing however it is who i am and it's not how i would correct how i would conduct myself in certain situations however it is the way i would construct myself in an outlet where we are getting out our purest form of content which is me jess mitch i mean gambo sean as you guys would know him that's that's us at us i appreciate the feedback though and i i take it in it like i take it into consideration however i feel like what makes me me is a bit of those swear words that spice up what i say add the passion to it i've always been a swearer just because it lets you know how fucking passionate i am and i hope that this clip this 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 allows you to see my fucking passion i fucking love this game i fucking love seeing those numbers jump up i fucking love seeing the interaction i fucking love when you guys tell me that i'm doing well that i'm fucking can do better tell me that i can fucking do better i fucking love that this has turned into sport this has turned from sports talk to me being in sports fucking mode and maybe that's because tonight however it'll be last night when this drops on fucking wednesday morning but i'm in sports mode because we got basketball tonight motherfucker i'm keen and i just fucking love this game i have loved every moment of this fucking podcast i have loved dropping sports talk weekly and just having the feedback dropping fucking hustler daily dropping dropping hustler online dropping gray area it's all been so exciting and it's been such a natural process that i've loved every minute of it and it honestly makes me so emotional to my core when you guys 
like, like when I have people who are close to me, when people who I don't even like, who I haven't spoke to for so long, people who I don't even know, like all these different stuff, people just give that feedback that means every fucking thing to my heart. I love it so much. That's my oxygen. My eyes are closed right now because I feel like if they're open, like <laughs> I don't even know what I'm saying at this point. I'm just being so fucking raw and emotional and I'm nearly getting teary because of how much you guys mean to me in terms of that. So thank you. That was a bit of an emotional start. However, I hope you can, I hope you can cherish and uh, not cherish. I hope you can appreciate the authenticity. That's how I feel. I had to get that off my chest. I fucking love this game, and I just want you guys to know that every single thing is noticed. Every single thing is appreciated. All the people close to me who have said stuff to me, if I don't seem like it in the moment, I'm so fucking appreciative for every little thing you listen to, every bit of feedback you give, every bit of content you consume. All that different stuff, it just makes me, it makes me, it, tick, it keeps me ticking, it keeps me going, it keeps me wanting to do this, and without you guys consuming it, I would not be, like, able to sit here and happily put it out. I love everything I talk about, I hope you can hear it when I do speak, however, it's just, you guys are the reason I put this out, I love my, I love the community we're creating, I love the community that's already there. And I just can't wait. I hope everyone who's listening goes along with it, uh, stick, sticks along for the ride because you're all just so fucking valuable to me and to the Hustler community. So that's five minutes of me being an emotional fuckwit. Now let me get into the sports talk. So NRL kicking off on Thursday, which is very exciting. Um, missed it extremely over the weekend. Oh, over the weekend, what the fuck am I talking about? I'm still, I'm still calming down from that emotional tangent. However, I've missed it over the off season. Six, what is it? Six to five or six months of no football. Um, all the hype has started to build up. You know, you got the NRL nines, the Indigenous game, all that, all that bits and pieces, all those different bits and pieces that that add to the um, hype of the NRL season starting, and then we finally got it landing on a thursday night this thursday at banquet stadium um that's extremely exciting para versus bulldogs i think Parramatta will probably take it home however i wouldn't be surprised if bulldogs shocked them as they did finish the season very strong last year and they're looking like a good young team now that they've kind of um, regrouped from from the the kind of the, the crappy seasons they had prior last season was the the way they ended last season was was a what's the word for it the the way they ended last season highlighted what is to come more than what has been and that's exciting as any sports fan but especially you know as a bulldogs fan you guys are used to success you might not be the fucking most you might be one of the most annoying fans in the world however you know, it's it's good to see a team come back down, come back when they've been down. Uh, so yeah, I think Para. I'll, I'll put that tip in for this week. I think Parramatta, just because of the banquet stadium, the environment they create there. However, don't be shocked if Bulldogs win. Then we've got Friday night. We've got two games. So you've got Canberra versus Gold Coast. First of all, in Canberra, I think that's a no-brainer. Um, you always like to start the season optimistic, and I'm sure Titans will be coming in very optimistic, very, uh, well, they're underdogs in a big way, so I think they'll use that to their advantage. However, I don't think they're a team that can use that just yet. I don't think they're ready to be one of those teams that surprise us. So I think Canberra will get that quite easily. 
um, but I expect 13 plus. I, I I wouldn't even say be shocked. I wouldn't even say don't be surprised if Gold Coast get close because they're just not going to. It, it, it's just out of the picture. I think 13 plus is an easy easy take for Canberra versus Gold Coast, and then you've got the Queensland Derby, North Queensland Cowboys versus Brisbane Broncos. And I'm pretty sure it's saying here that it's at Queensland Country Bank Stadium, which I'm assuming is the new gold, uh, new Cowboys Stadium. That'll be a good atmosphere. You can typically bank on getting a, a good turnout to any game in Queensland. So especially at the season opener, Friday night, 8 o'clock. So enough time for people to get home from work and whatnot. And at a new a new stadium. So... That'll be a really exciting atmosphere. I think even through the TV, that'll look good. And then you've got... But in terms of who's going to win... Ugh. Like, I want to say North Queensland because I think they've got a really... Like, they're if I if Gold Coast are a team that are not ready to like go higher than their underdog status, North Queensland are. I think they might be viewed as an underdog this season. They might be looked over... Uh, looked past however i think they can actually make the top eight maybe not too deep maybe not go too deep into the finals however i think they might be able to to put together a good a good season but mm, my head's telling me brisbane are going to win i think they might get them it it, that that's not going to be a big blowout that'll be a very close game i think it'll be decided by a field goal at most a try so, so definitely, if you're a footy fan, watch that one just for the love of the game because that's going to be a very exciting one. Then you've got the Super Saturday, the one I love most, and it's my beautiful team, my team that fucking sucks lately, Newcastle Knights versus the Warriors. Um, that's going to be an interesting matchup just because you never know how a team's going to go and you always have you always have high expectations of your own team so i want to say knights are going to win but warriors have always shown especially in newcastle i think if we look at their their head-to-head matchups or their history i'm pretty sure the warriors have always been pretty good up at newcastle like other than when they're going really really horrible I think they've always they've always challenged us up in Newcastle. So I I'm gonna say Knights just because I think we have a better team um, in theory, but on paper, I mean in practice we have a better team, but on paper, um, Warriors definitely have a, a top notch squad and probably a squad that can compete with anyone in the league. So don't be surprised if Warriors do get a W in that. But I hope and I pray and I would tip the Knights just because I think in practice we can put together a better performance. Warriors have always, have historically let, let, performed lesser than how they look on paper. So that's the 3 o'clock game on Saturday. Then you've got the 5.30 game, um, South Sydney versus Cronulla Sharks at ANZ Stadium. That one, that's an interesting one, and that's hard to read because... Cronulla always seem to play well against the big dogs and then they falter against teams that aren't as well. Case in point, they're, they're very good record against Melbourne. I do think just because they're, how they looked in the preseason, which, again, I've, I've spoken about how I don't like to read into that too much, but just because of their team on paper, how they've performed, how it seems like they've 
They've only gotten better from last year. It's hard to go past South. I think they might win by, say, 8 to 12. Uh, I don't think it'll be like a, I don't think it'll be a blowout kind of game. I think they might, they might, it might be a close game up to like the last five minutes where, say, South score a try and then, and then it's just like a 12 point game or something like that. And then the game just plays out. So I think South will win that. Um, they'll be the the Cronulla will put up a fight because they do have a good, I guess, with Gallen gone, they do have a good young team, not so much a good experienced team per se. But with Wade Graham, the way he played when he came back from injury last season, you can't count out the Sharks. So yeah, that's that's a bit of hope for both sides of the of the equation. You've got South Sydney and Cronulla. You're both. I, I would go into that pretty optimistic if I was either fan. And then at Panthers Stadium, you've got Penrith versus Sydney Roosters. The back-to-back premiers starting their campaign off on the blockbuster, the primetime spot on Saturday night, 7.30 game. I think they will be too good for Penrith. However, Penrith, again, like Warriors, on paper, historically, they've been a really good team. They just haven't been able to put it together for some odd reason. I don't think it's personnel uh, personnel because they've chopped and changed around Ivan uh, Nathan Cleary to make sure he was happy and he seems to be the pulse of the team. I think the way they finished the season last year is good indication just because they've shown that now they've got, you know, your Brenton Nate and your Brian Terry. They're two young players who, who burst onto the scene. So in that regard, um, I wouldn't... I say this. I've said this about a few games, just because they're all they've they've the NRL have done really well at making them even kind of games to start the season. But I wouldn't be surprised if Penrith win. But I think Roosters might get there by a small margin. But I think they will get there. And then we kick over to Saturday, uh, Sunday. So our first game on Sunday will be at four o'clock, four or five p.m. to be precise, at Lotto Land, which is in Manly, where the Sea Eagles will versus Melbourne Storm. Again, props to the NRL. What a first round. Manly versus Melbourne, especially in Manly. Um, think Glenn Stewart, Adam Blair. Where was that? Maybe seven, eight years ago. That's going to be a, a grudge match. That's going to be a match that has a lot of emotion attached to it. That's going to be a match that allows us to get a gauge for maybe not so much Melbourne because we expect them to be at the top. But Manly... We're going to see how they go after a surprising season last year, and we'll get a chance to see if Melbourne are the real deal for another season. It seems like every year they have a reason to fall off, and every reason they don't, uh, every season they don't. So I'm not going to write them off until they're, till it's round 24 and they're 16 points out of the eight. However, in this game, you want to you want to give the benefit to the home team when you when you're you're on the fence. But I think in this situation, I think Melbourne might get them. Another close one, another blockbuster, another one that will have, have people tuning in just because they know it will go down to the end. It, it, like, I think last year they had a couple blowouts. Um, what do we have? Yeah, Mel- oh no, last year we had a good game. We had a blowout in Lotto Land, so Melbourne won by 30, but then, then in Amy Park, Manly won by one. So the away team has won the last two outings with them. Or even three. The away team has won the last four. The last four games between these two, the away team has won. So that's actually a pretty good stat going into it. I think Melbourne will win just because they're Melbourne. Um, 
however manly with uh, with a season of experience with Des Hasler who pretty much you you just associate with Manly Sea Eagles with him back and and having his his grip on the team I think they could surprise Melbourne and then you've got the last game of the round the 615 matchup Win Stadium Dragons versus West Tigers so what we will look at there is just I guess that's one of those ones where you say, all right, Dragons are at home, they're going to win, just because you don't know what the Tigers are going to give you. Um, they're, they're typically a decent team. They're, I think they the last eight years they've been anywhere between that eight, eighth to 11th position. So they're always in the hunt. They're never horrible. They're never amazing. They're just always mediocre, which is almost... A bad thing in itself because if you're mediocre then you can always have that optimism like I'm mediocre this year next year I'm gonna be great so I think the the Tigers I want them to win because I think it'll be a good a good way for them to start the season however Dragons they're hard to go past especially with another season Mary McGregor don't know how he's still there I'm sure a lot of you will hear that and go thank fuck someone said it don't know how he's still there However, uh, but the, I assume the players love him because they have a lot of players there who seem happy. So, and and they've always been a, a good team for 10 to 12 rounds out of the season, which obviously doesn't bode well when it's a 25-round 25, 25 uh, season. So I think Dragons might win that one, maybe by 10 or so. I don't want to give an exact margin, but I think around that 10, that 10 point mark, give or take a bit of points. I think they're just going to be too good. Um, Tigers can can shock them. Um, not even shock them, but Tigers, if they start quick, then it could be over. But I do think if I had to give you one, that St. George will be the winners. So let me know what you think about that. Um, write down your tips. Send them in to the Hustler, Press Play, uh, Hustler Instagram DM. And not, not so much for... for um, not so much to keep them and then be informed how you went, but more so for just conversation standpoint. Tell me, tell me what I said that that you agree with, what you didn't, um, because I'd love to have a chat about it and get a bit of information on teams that I may have not been well versed on. Um, okay, so from there, that's that's pretty much the NRL round one done. This is how the format's gonna be when it comes to NRL. I'm just gonna talk about. Um, I'm just going to talk about this the round coming up and the round that just came past. So next week it'll be something along the lines of of your sports talk um, NRL wrap up and then a preview. So it'll be a bit longer than this. It'll be reviewing what we went through, um, kind of going through digesting what I thought of the weekend's games and vice versa. List. Uh, from listening to to people talk to me i'll i'll kind of put out what i think happened over the weekend and then you guys can just give me feedback and vice versa then i'll preview the the round like i did this week um and we'll get a we'll get a feel for how the round's looking and it'll be a bit easier to do that once we have a once we have uh some stats in front of us to show who's who's the big dog this season who's the underdog so um wooden spoon let me just say I'll give you. I don't want to. I'm not a. I'm not a statistician. I'm not a predictor. I know it's a bit of fun, um, but 
I'll give you two things. I'll I'll give you two things. I'll balance it a bit. I'll give you two things that I'll predict. Premiers, Roosters. Why? It's hard to see anyone knocking them down in those big games. As long as they make it to the finals and don't somehow implode, I think they will make it out of that out of the final series as the premiers back to back to back which i think is the first team to do it for a long time i think since the eels in like 1981 so i think they are uh, 1981 to 1983 i think they'll be they'll be able to do that i'd put melbourne and i don't even want to say para because i just don't think they have the experience but the only other team that will knock them off is melbourne potentially south but I don't know. I'm not. I'm not 100% confident. I think Roosters will go for that three peat, and then Wooden Spooners. Really, is there anyone else? Gold Coast Titans. They're just imploding from from the outside, uh, from the inside, and it's starting to be seen outside. So I, I can I can see them. That's obviously the easy choice, but I don't see anyone else being as bad as the Gold Coast Titans. And I don't. When I like look at who they verse, I can't really give them that many matches that they'll win. So. Give me your thoughts. Who's your premiers? Who's your wooden spooners? Give me other stats. Uh, give me other predictions if you like. But yeah, main ones. Just give me your your premiers and your wooden spooners. Give me your tips for the week and what you think. The storylines you enjoy. And yeah, so that's been another week. Not too. Uh, actually, I'll quickly talk about the NBA. I'll give you a quick wrap up of the NBA. Maybe a five minute one. So this week, the big take, the big takeaway, and the one thing I probably will talk about because I don't want to delve in too much. I want it to be more of an NRL segment this week. The big talking point from this week's NBA action is that the Lakers are showing that they're the kingpins of the NBA. They took down the Bucks. They took down Clippers. Both, um, I think they were. Bucks in Staples Center, Clippers in Staples Center, but it was considered an away game. So, um, but winning those games at this time of the year with big performances from LeBron and AD versing a full strength Milwaukee versing a full strength Clippers just shows that the Lakers still are the team to beat at this point. Um, with Anthony Davis, fresh legs, LeBron getting better at 35, um, I think you can expect them to only get only get better as the season progresses and we get into playoff mode because they're so good already. So that's a big takeaway. Other than that, it's just been, I guess, Rockets have been imploding. Anyone watching has has noticed they got beat by 20 points yesterday or Monday against Magic. They got beaten by the Hornets, albeit away from, from um, home, but that shouldn't be an excuse because they're the Rockets. If you're a good team, you win away from home. And then other than that, I think they lost one more game that I'll try and find for you guys before we call up. Yeah, so they got they got annihilated by the Clippers. So the Clippers being one of the benchmark teams of the NBA, you that's where you test yourself as a team like the Rockets who consider themselves the benchmark of the NBA. Obviously, the last few games have, have kind of been um, against that, and I think they definitely aren't one of the big dogs. I think they're the medium dogs. <laughs> So, yeah, the Rockets kind of imploding. I think maybe the the lack of experience in... I mean, the lack of big men is starting to hurt them because they don't have that option to play big if they need to. They're just small, small, small. And also, um, yeah, I just think Harden and Westbrook, as much as they can play together, and I think they'll be good come playoff time. And I think they'll, they'll, they'll make a run, but obviously... When you're talking about your Lakers and Clippers, if they have to meet one of them, they're gonna. They're, I don't think they can do them in seven. 
but yeah, they need to pick up their game. Harden needs Harden's been on a slump since his historic start to the season, and Westbrook has been on an increase. But those increase ne- that increase of Westbrook needs to lead to an increase in Harden, which will most likely lead to an increase in wins because you've got two of the top ten players on one team. So that's just what I wanted to quickly talk about in terms of NBA. If there's anything I missed, let me know. If there's anything you want to talk about that you didn't hear, let me know. This has been another week of sports talk, wrapping up with Mitchell Gambon. Let me know what you think about the NRL content. Let me know what sports I missed, what topics I missed, what sports you like. And um, shortly we'll start getting guests on sports talk just to, um, I guess, balance the episode a bit guests we'll get sean jesse to sit in as well so um yeah let me know what you think about that um and let me know what you think about the the segment being um just me talking into a microphone let me know if that's something you enjoy because then you can then give me feedback personally or let me know if you'd prefer to have someone else on the podcast where we can talk about something and i can say something and we can digest it with two people here so uh yeah so as usual, just just be interactive, be engaging, and stay well. Thanks for listening another week. This is Sports Talk. Mitch, out.